Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by Huey Insurance. We have a 95% customer satisfaction rating. Now that's an impressive stat. For a better insurance experience, think Huey. Welcome back to the NRL Fantasy Podcast. Chris Kennedy and Dumbrock in the studio to take you through the buy rounds. They're finally here, round 12. All the good players are gone. What do we do? It's crisis mode. Dom, you got more than five players this week? Uh, I do have a few more than five, but not that many more. Uh, yeah, it is a tough week. Uh, tougher than most buy rounds, it seems as well. Maybe mm. they always seem like this. Uh, Origins next week, so a lot of stars missing. So it's all about scraping together a half-decent team for round 12 it is going to be a challenge and if you've got a good team in round 12 you're probably going to have not so good a team in round 16 exactly um, four games on so we'll go through the first one Thursday night out at Penrith um, Panthers up against Manly Panthers have many 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 changes only one player on origin duty which is Nathan Cleary he's a straight swap for James Maloney who's back from a one game suspension they've lost both their centres to injury um, there's players all over the shop fantasy wise obviously People were running with Cleary, hoping that he wouldn't get picked, and he now has been, which is unfortunate. Um, the only other guy really of interest, I think, is James Tamo. Yeah, and Fisher-Harris as well. They're both scoring yeah. close to 50 a game, uh, which is pretty good. It's not quite what you want from a, uh, a fantasy forward. So um, if you really want to you know, game the buys and pick players who are going to be uh, borderline keepers just for these bye weeks then there are options I suppose but I prefer to get guys who are going to be in your team all year at this point so yeah with Cleary out I kind of see no one of interest in that Panthers mm. team on current form it, Cleary I've seen a couple of people talking about maybe trading Cleary out for the uh, origin period I would not do that. I assume he's going to back up. Yeah. Um, either way, he scored great last game. If the Panthers do start scoring some points and he gets a bit of confidence from Origin, then he could start scoring some 50s and 60s on a regular basis. So it's a pity if you've got him that he's out this week, but long term, mm. still a good a good gun. Had some questions last week about um, Mitch Kenny, the bench hooker, but mm. I, I think he's probably gone sooner than later when Wade Egan is available again. Yep. Um, Brent Naden in the centres with both of their guys out for yeah. a, a bit um, might be a potential maybe cheap cash down it's a tricky one because you know for for cheap centers you probably want to see them in action mm. for a bit first uh, but for this week you, you want to buy you know anyone who's playing is a step up from a non-player so yeah. Um, yeah if you're looking for a cash down and a few points it could be an option but who knows you could score 20 15 yeah, exactly. Nothing. The Panthers have been pretty bad this year uh, up until last week. So, yeah, no guarantees with backline plays for them. Arguably, including last week, I would suggest. <laughs> they take on Manly, who are without. Uh, Jake Travojevic is the big out. Um, obviously, no DCE, but he hasn't been playing. Uh, I think he's been out since round seven anyway with the um, the ankle injury. And Tommy Turbo still not back mm. from his hamstring strain. A um, couple of unfamiliar names down in the reserves. Um, Corey Waddell starting and if anyone's still got him is handy um, Ruben Garrick in the centres this week if anyone's still running with him um, Marty Tapao is probably one of the few genuine fantasy scorers running around this weekend they're probably the main ones yeah I think so Waddell's probably the big winner Garrick not too far behind in the centres should get a decent score um, and yeah Tapao is one of those obvious guns uh, this week if you're uh, taking the buy round seriously and you haven't got him yet, he's a good one. He's averaged, I think, 52 for the year. Um, mm. Like one or two big scores, not many. It's just been really consistent. Yeah, so. a lot of 40s, though. A lot of 40s, but 
you know, that average is still above 50, which is good for a prop, covers both, you know, forward positions. So very solid buy. It could be big this week with no uh, Jake Jabojevic there. He'll have a lot on his plate, you'd expect. You'd think so. A um, few questions last week about Dylan Walker. Um, managed to score okay again, despite probably not having a very good game, mm. particularly in defence. Um, had some attacking stats, a try assist and a few bastard line break. But... Um, yeah, it could have been better if he um, nailed a couple of possible try assists and, and didn't miss as many tackles. But, um, yeah, for a guy who isn't that cheap anyway. Yeah, so he's got two 47s, which is impressive in itself. <laughs> the same score twice. But, yeah, he usually scores mid-30s. He's not new. Yeah. There's no obvious reason why he's going to get a 10-point jump this season. Um, and, yeah, he's not a cash cow quite at that mm. price, 415 grand. Maybe a keeper, but you know John Bateman will mention soon. Could be back in a week or two. Everyone's got Nakora, so you don't really want a extra borderline keeper in your centres. So I don't really see it. But you know, if you think the forties are going to come, keep coming all season, then maybe gamble. Yeah, I reckon probably mid to high thirties average from here on out, and that's probably two more smallish price rises before it levels off. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, unless you're really desperate for a buy round score, I'm not that excited takes us through to the Eels and the Bunnies on Friday night. Eels have rung a few changes. Mm. Uh, Michael Jennings comes back in the centres. Blake Ferguson back to the wing. George Jennings out. Um, Tim Manor, Daniel Alvaro and uh, Brad Takarangi all dropped there in the reserves um, alongside George Jennings. Tepai Moroa back from a head knock. Um, Ray Stone back. I think it was a hamstring strain that was keeping him out. So a few changes, but Fantasy-wise, not a great deal on offer. If you're still holding Micah Sivo, then you're hoping for some points from him this weekend. Um, Reed Marnie's probably the main fantasy guy. He's usually good for 51, 53 with 58 yep. or 59 tackles at the exactly, moment. Exactly, right on 50 everywhere. Classic defensive hooker territory. Um, Mitch Moses is sort of pumping out decent scores. That's probably about the uh, the end of the Eels. That's about it. Reed Marnie's the one you want in that team. Um, Sivo, he's a hold if you're playing for overall points. He's probably a sell just about if you're playing for head-to-head and don't care at all about this week's score. He's got a break-even of 42, which we've seen him hit some big scores this year, some 60s and 70s, but if he doesn't get a try or two, he won't score that. So, mm. um, But, yeah, no, no harm in holding him this week and hoping for the best. The, um, the Bunnies have... Not been able to field a full 21-person team list. They have so many players out. So they've got 20 names on the list, um, including Kayon Kolomatangi, which I uh, will admit I haven't heard that name before. Um, in terms of their frontline team, Adam Reynolds playing is very good news if you took a punt on him. I'm hoping for some buy-round coverage. Um, Sam Burgess has been well off the ball score-wise, but um, if you've still got him, you're certainly holding him for this week. Um, the guns are out. Murray's out. Cook's mm. out. They're in origin. Um along with uh, Cody Walker and Dane Gagai. Um, that's probably the main talking points. Yeah, it's really showing how uh, tough this week is fantasy-wise when we pick like one player a team who's worth having, and, and Reynolds is it for South. He had a bit of a roller coaster of a day last week yeah. where you know Cleary had the edge in for the origin spot, then he had a great start to that game, scored a try, then he got injured, and then he wasn't injured and missed the cut anyway. So um, one of those uh, one of those games, I assume he's not going to be called up for origin later on unless Cleary has one or two absolute shockers um, yeah. for the Blues. So Barring further injury, it would take something pretty drastic, you'd think. Yeah, yeah, so he looks pretty safe. He's scoring, what, 51, 52 points a game. Mm. Uh, was on track for a big one last week after that try. So, yeah, pretty good buy in the halves. Uh 
this week. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't do anything drastic to get him in. Keep in mind, he'll be have you know, obviously has the buy in uh, four weeks' time. So, uh, yeah, but one of the better options this round. Mm. Probably um, going to be some people trading in the names like Billy Britton, who's the the hooker this week, mm. and, and Connor Tracy in the halves. Which, if you're doing that, you basically. I mean, you're hoping that they get a second game at some point, but you're pretty much just cashing down to a round 12 scorer who's not going to play again yeah, potentially this year. It's pretty early in the season to have a, a red dot non-playing reserve yeah. for the rest of the year. We're not even halfway through the season yet. So, you know, we've already had people get um, get caught out with one or two injuries and no reserves and they end up playing one man short for the round. So you're kind of asking for trouble a bit, I think, if you're cashing out to a, a non-player at this point of the year, time yeah. of the year. You really want someone to play at least you know, half a dozen games to make some money. Mm. Barring injury, those two guys, very strong chance of only playing this game, and, and that's the end that's of it. it with yeah. um, you know Cook and Walkie, you'd expect to, to back up from this origin and, and probably the third one, and then the, the second one's a standalone anyway, so there's no danger of them getting rested around origin two. Yep. Uh, game three, Saturday, the Bulldogs and the Raiders. Bulldogs um, largely unaffected. They've lost still in Napa, um, which means Ofahiki Ogden starts. Um, otherwise, they're pretty much as per normal. You see the new name on the bench? Ray Fay. Ray Fay's back. Ray Fay's back. Uh, <laughs> doesn't really have much impact on fantasy this year, Not but so he's a bit of a favourite in the past. Um, yeah, uh, Aiden Tolman's the, the big gun there. Napper out means Tolman should play big minutes again, although he can do that even when Napper plays. Um, I think he played 55 minutes last week, played 60-odd the week before, so... I would hope he has a big score. I mean, this week, really, you're just hoping for some monster scores from some guns who are in action. Um, mm. And you're better off doing that. Like, as you mentioned, that last uh, matchup, some people will probably try to get, you know, real cheapies who play this week. They might only score 20 points or something, whereas your real guns could get 60, and it's worth having, you know, two of them rather than four duds. Absolutely. The uh, the Raiders have a few changes. They've actually got some origin reps mm. um, for a change. So Nick Kotrick, Jack White, and join um, Queensland's Josh Papali in being absentees this week. Uh, recall for Aiden Caesar. Um, fairly popular cash cow Hudson Young playing 13 this week. Um, probably the biggest news is John Bateman lurking down there in Jersey 21. Um, potentially a chance of a recall. So I don't know if he comes in, if that means... Um, Joe Tarpany goes back to the bench or if Hudson Young goes back to the bench or, or what that reshuffle would mean. Um, and the other one is Silva Havili playing hooker for Josh Hodgson. Yeah, so they are the two big uh, the big players to watch this week, Bateman and Havili. Um, Havili, so Hodgson's out for six to eight weeks. Yep. Um, which is a big blow for the Raiders. They've had a lot of injuries. I actually have no idea how good the Raiders are this year because they had a <laughs> great start to the season against kind of weak teams. Yep. Then by the time they took on, they had a run of games against tough opposition. They then lost all their players to injury. Leipana was gone. Now they've lost um, Hodgson. There's injury. Um, sorry, injury. There's origin uh, call-ups for a few of their players. So we won't really see them full strength against the top teams, you know, for a while yet. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, uh, Havili, yeah, with six to eight weeks out for Hodgson, Havili gets probably four to six games. Um, well, yeah, we're talking about this off air. So, um, Raiders have the buy in round sixteen, and Origin two is a standalone rep weekend, which is takes up a whole week. So, um, you'd think Josh Hodgson probably back by round seventeen, which means four games um, as starting hooker for Havili thereabouts. Um, maybe could go up one or two from there if Hodgson ends up being longer than we thought. But 
you're basically looking at four games. Yeah, which is kind of right on that borderline of whether it's worth it getting someone as a cash cow. He's um, he's lost a bit of money on his starting price, about 130, 140 grand. Uh, he was really good last year, filling in for Hodgson for the first what, half of the season as, as starting hooker. Pretty yeah, much. made plenty of cash. Plenty of cash. Scored about 50 points a game, maybe 45, 50. So yeah, if you get him for say four games of pretty good scores, 45, 47 points a game, uh, and a lot of uh, you know fairly quick price rises in that time, that's good. Um, if it's only yeah three or four games though, what does he make? 120 grand, 140 grand, mm. which is better than nothing, but it's not amazing. If he gets six games, that could be up to 200 plus so thereabouts if you bought him you kind of want Hodgson to sit out for as long as possible obviously they're going to be keen for it to get him back as fast as possible so yeah bit of a gamble are you considering it this week um I'm considering it I would counsel people not to bother unless you want the round 12 score in which case it probably just tips it over the line to being justifiable I was looking at his numbers he's actually going at slightly better than a point per minute right across mm. the season. So it's about 305 points in 290-something minutes in his 11 or so games. Um, yeah, having, <clears throat> sorry, come down on his starting price. That's, you know, four weeks of, you know, close to... I mean, he's not going to maintain the same PPM, you'd think, in, in bigger minutes. Not but sure. if you can get sort of, you know, 45s in 55, 60 minutes or, or thereabouts or, you know, absolute, you know, pure optimism, 50 average in, in 60 minutes, then, um, you know, it'd definitely be worth it over over four weeks if you need a round 12 score. Yeah, so that's one of the big ones. Uh, Bateman's the other one. Um, could be a late inclusion. His break-even's pretty high. It's up in the 70s, so, um, and they could bring him back. I mean, who knows? They could bring him back off the bench. They could give him a starting spot mm. and play you know, limited minutes by his standards um, after some timeout. He could play Eddie, but either way, probably better. I don't know. I mean, if you really want that round 12 score and he does play, then I guess get him in. Otherwise, you're better off waiting a week or two and have his price drop down a bit. Uh, that, that savings could be handy for your team for trades later on. Yeah, you, with 78 break even, you'd think his first game back, he's not going to do better than that. I know exactly. his, his ceiling's higher than that, but you'd expect a, a price drop or two. Um, so unless, yeah, I guess if you're desperate for, for him back and a, and a score this week, check the late mail and jump on if you like. But otherwise, um, probably better to hold off. Final game of the weekend, Queensland Derby, Titans up against the Cowboys. Titans, I think, are unchanged. They are. Um, one unchanged team. They do see. have Jairo in origin duty, but he sat out last week with a quad issue. So um, unchanged, which means Bryce Cartwright is still on the bench, which is frustrating for those who are holding him just for round 12. Yes, he managed a good score last week. Uh, Anyway, but he's got a try in that game. Yeah, had an assist as well, did he? Try and an assist, yeah. and he was opposite uh, Dylan Walker, who had not the greatest game in yeah. defence. It's fair to say. So can't bank on that happening again against the Cowboys team, albeit a weakened uh, Cowboys team. Um, I mean, Cartwright could get twenty points or something, which again, better than nothing for a buy round. But uh, yeah, probably just about times up after this. If you're playing overall points, if you're playing head to head, you could trade him this week. His break-even's about 35, I yeah. think. I was actually worried that he was when he was on the bench last week, he was going to get 15 it. off the bench, and I was going to hold him for this week. He was going to get 15, 15 again and yeah. drop a huge wad of cash in two weeks. So at least that... Dodge that, at least, least, yeah. yeah. Um, Tyrone Roberts, massive score last week. Yeah. <laughs> He's had uh, another good score earlier in the year, I think. He's had a, he a couple of decent ones. but He scored a few, um, had a few games where he scored tries and, yeah. and had big games, but... Otherwise, pretty erratic scorer, I would say. Yeah, Mitch Rain's the other one who um, is a genuine sort of fantasy gun in action this round. Coming off 69, which 
really hurt me in a couple of heads <laughs> that I lost with a, a good score. But yeah, Nathan Peets might be back soonish. I haven't heard that much. Yeah, about we it. think probably two or three ish yep. weeks. Um, getting close, but you know, I mean, it was always the case with Mitch Rain. You were going to hold him till Pete's was back exactly. and make a bunch of cash and get some good scores and then sell him. So yep. hold until that happens. Um, Cowboys have been hurt a little bit. Um, obviously, Michael Morgan uh, out through Origin, Justin O'Neill <coughs> out with that ruptured spleen, he's which been hurt a lot. Unpleasant. Yep. Um, Matt Scott misses this week with a, a shoulder issue. Josh McGuire's the other Origin rep. Um, a few sort of patched up um, bits and pieces. Mitchell Dunn goes to the centres. Um, but fantasy-wise, it's Jason Tamalolo. If you want an overall score, then he's your guy this week. He's the yeah, number definitely. one captaincy option. Definitely. Even those who bought him in the last few weeks, hoping for around 12 score, essentially have gotten more than they would have hoped for with two scores in the 70s and the high 70s. He's been sensational. Um, and like his ceiling's enormous. If he, if he gets a try, like in that last game, he got 78 uh, without a try. He came very close to a try, mm. which... And when he scores tries, then there are tackle breaks involved as well. So they're big tries fantasy-wise. So uh, could go massive this week. Um, he's going to be the go-to guy, even more so than usual, with mm. no Maguire there, no um, Morgan pulling the string. So kind of expecting a big one from him. Uh, and again, that's pretty much it fantasy-wise, isn't it, for... I can't... Even Cowboys. like a potential short-term cash down, I can't see anyone... I mean, Mitch Dunn... Played last week, got a half decent score, is in, but is in the centres this week, which isn't mm, great. Not for a forward, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's probably about it for the uh, the Cowboys. Scraping the barrel. Yep. It's also it for the team list because there's only four games. So we'll get straight into some questions. Um, start off with Kano, who writes in uh, any solid cash cow pickups other than Havili, um, written off this this week as a loss for bye week. Um, is Mitchell Dunn worth a look? Uh, probably not as we yeah. just uh, covered. So Havili is the standout. Um, he's not super cheap. He's 360 grand, but he's kind of done it before. His uh, points per minute's pretty good. Um, the other thing is we mentioned he might only start for four games, but after that, when Hodgson comes back, he goes back to the bench and still plays half an hour and scores 25 points a game, probably at worst. I think his average this year is about 28. Yep. So, um, which isn't great, but it means he'll his price rises will keep ticking. If he gets four scores of 50, say, and then a few high 20s, his prices will keep going up. So uh, pretty solid cash cow option and, you know, an extra scorer for your uh, 17. So he looks good. Um, done, yeah, I think pretty risky. Centers this week. They'll get mm. some big guns back next week. Uh, I don't know if he's really had big minutes when the Cowboys have had a full-strength pack. So, no. Uh, yeah, it's enough. Uh, Lachlan Hill writes in, is Lomax to Fodawaka too sideways? I don't know if it's sideways. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's you're something. S- you're spending another, what, 150 mm. grand or something. Um, I think their break-evens are pretty similar. Uh, Lomax is just looking like a bit of a slow burn cash cow mm. at this point. Uh, a few scores in the 30s, which is all right. I mean, he doesn't play this weekend, obviously, but he's yeah. still useful. Like, he covers... Or yep. your backline spots as a dual position guy. I don't know how long he's going to be at fullback. He wasn't that impressive on the weekend. He had some errors, but uh, it was an improved score. So if he stays at fullback for a few weeks, he can still grind out some more price rises. If not that, a spot's opened up in the centres with uh, Lafay out injured for a few weeks. Yeah. So he could go back to the centres. Um, 
yeah, it could easily just keep scoring 30s, 35 a game and make a bit of cash. Um, so I'd probably just hold him at this point. Mm, also, Fodawaker wants arrows back and Shannon exactly, Boyd's yeah. fit and everything else is a little bit risky for me all drop. as yeah. well. Um, Paul Nishaw is doing zero trades as he hates wrecking his team for one split round. Um, the question is, is that the right strategy? Well, there are, there are head-to-heads who do play Mm. This weekend, our work comp. I just checked, and we've we've got head to heads this week. Oh, really? So, yeah. Actually, looking at the teams, you can I'll, kind of I'll tell the um, the people who haven't haven't been been planning for that one. Mm-hmm. So, um, there are head to head players who need to take this round into account, um, which relates back to that question: is is it right just to sacrifice that that win to not sort of break your team up? Yeah, I th- I think it is. Even mm-hmm. if you're playing head to head, and uh, and you do play this week, it's not worth burning through trades for one week I mean you might win anyway even if your opponent has 10 players and you have 8 you can get lucky um, it's a real kind of roll of the dice kind of round this one mm. you know if your captain gets 100 then you probably win the game so um, yeah I'd probably do nothing unless you were playing for overall points mm. I mean unless also you can make trades that are going to help you long term so it would need to be long term help or I mean I guess potentially if you're sort of around that Eighth, ninth bubble in your your head sure. to comp, and one trade might be the difference between winning and Making losing. The finals might be more justifiable. Yep. Um, Paul Spencer writes in, "What are your trades this week? I'm playing you." He's replied to both of us, so I'm not sure which one that relates to. Probably you've got the celebrity team. Yes. Um, I don't know yet. I think I'm selling Kyle Flanagan just because he's obviously still got more cash to make if he keeps playing. But I'm kind of expecting him to lose his spot to Sean Johnson after the buy. Yeah. Um, yeah, 14 break even. He doesn't have a heap more cash to make. Um, choosing between Adam Reynolds and Havili at this point, but I haven't quite settled on that one yet. Tricky one. I mean, yeah, Reynolds is the safer option, but you probably have, pretty much have to hold him for the rest of the season. So, mm. see what happens. Tough I don't, one. Don't, I don't know, know yet. what trades I'm doing yet. Sorry, Paul. Uh, Kristen. Christian Bullock writes in, um, I know it's not a good idea to make sideways trades, but I'm in 45th with Cleary. Is it worth trading him for Adam Reynolds if he plays? I think this comes down to... Uh, no is my short answer. Um, mm. it, it comes down a bit to what you think their scoring is going to be from here on out. And, and I suspect Cleary will outscore Reynolds for the rest of the season. I would lean towards that as well. Yeah, so when you look at how the teams have gone, uh, Reynolds' Rabbitohs have been terrific. Um, he's had a lot of conversions, and he's averaging, what, 52? Uh, Cleary's Panthers could not really have been worse this year. Um, he hasn't done much either, and he's scoring in the 40s with a couple of big scores, one in that last game. So um, in terms of there's not a lot of upside, I don't see how Reynolds can improve that much on no. how he's going already. Yeah, true. Whereas clearly there is upside. Um, last year, second half of the season, he scored 60 points a game coming out of origin, which was terrific. If he does that, or if he outscores Reynolds by five points a game, he actually scores more points throughout the rest of the season mm, than Reynolds exactly. will, even, even with the game short, you know, presuming they both play, you know, every game they're available. So Cleary misses one extra game. So he plays 12 games. Reynolds plays 13 games. Uh, Cleary will still outscore him if he, for the whole season if he score, outscores him by five points a week. And if it's, even if it's 50 points each, it's 50 points for the, you know, yeah. course of the whole season. Don't know if it's worth a trade. So uh, I'd be holding, unless you expect Reynolds to outscore Cleary, you know, Every game. Yep. I tend to agree with all that. Yep. Uh, Paul Burns, is Marty to power goodbye this week? I only want to get players who are going to be worth holding the rest of the season. 
probably. Yeah, I think it's a yes. He's mm. in my team. He's As we've said a lot, he's kind of frustrating because he doesn't get as many minutes as he could possibly play, but he sco- still scores mostly 50s. Mm. He'll probably get 55 or 60 this week, so pretty solid buy. Yeah, on that basis, I think Tapao behind Tamalola were the two really worth looking at yeah. this week. Um Daniel San writes in, how many players do you think we need to avoid big red arrows? 8 to 10 sufficient. I think 8 to 10 is probably good. If you got more than that, you've got big dramas for the next buy round. Yeah, if you have more than that, you really have to be yeah, factoring in that you're going to be burning through another four trades for round 16, probably more before that to get your team ready. So um, I think that's fine. As long as they're, they're quality players, then, then close to 10 is good. Mm, I'm quite curious about how the... the the players in the top sort of 40 or 50 mm. are going to go against each other. We've There might know, be some big changes Yeah, at the top of the leaderboard. be interesting. Jorgs asks, who is Cade Cust filling in for at Manly? Does he have time to make some cash? Already picked up Havili. Well, um, Lachlan Croker and Daly Cherry Evans have both been out. Yeah, I was going to um, say, there's a halfback who's pretty good who's playing for Queensland. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Yeah, DCE's back, you would think, straight after Origin. Even if he gets rested one more game, that's only one more game for, for Cade Cust. And as impressive as he's been, actually, in his um, brief time on field so far, I think um, LG's still ahead of him for that second spot. So it's going to be DCE and LG moving forward. So two short-term to be worth a pick-up. Yep. Um, Tiffany Tenney wins Bateman back um, potentially this week. Wait for late mail. Um, same person writes in, is Robbie Farah a definite sell? I think he almost is. Yeah, it was a real... Um, we've been talking about his minutes in the last few weeks. I think we split on our predictions, and I was more wrong than you. <laughs> <laughs> you thought he'd had, be on the bench for 15 minutes or something, and he ended up being on the bench for half the game. Or yeah, was, he played just over 40 minutes. I think it was about 35 minutes on the bench. Very strange. Yeah, I thought 15 to 20 on the bench, but he got even more than that. Um, certainly... As that might be overs, although mm. it did sort of play into their their rotations, but I don't see him averaging anything more than sixty five minutes per week from here on in. Still, I mean that game, you know, it was a game that they were in again against a really good team, the Rabbitohs. Um, he, as far as we could tell, didn't have any injuries and only played forty six minutes. So it's a massive scare if you've got him in your team. Um, yeah, with so many good hookers available this year, he probably is someone to upgrade. He's probably yeah he's had a good run so far but it could be time to uh, to look elsewhere. Ty Breezy looking at trading Micah Sivo to Silva Havili and Sam Burgess to Mitch Dunn in order to free up cash for Bateman and for Feeder the week after. Um, would not do those trades if you're playing overall because you're probably going to cost yourself points in round twelve because you're selling two round twelve scorers. Mm. Um, and as mentioned previously, not too red hot on Mitch Dunn. Yeah, the first trade looks. All right, Sivo to Havili if you're playing yeah. head-to-head. Well, I mean, Havili should outscore Sivo anyway, if you had to guess. Yeah. Um, and he's a little cheaper, so that trade's fine. Burgess to Dunn, yeah, we're not big on Dunn, so no. don't do that. Agreed. Uh, ben Jones thinking of Robbie Farah to Havili due to Farah's minutes, and Havili at least gets a month. Um, yep, I like that one. Yep, that's all right. Good stuff. Uh Luke Saunders only has five players this week, but just scored over a thousand. Do I make a trade and save my team for the long game? Head to head is a buy for me. Well, if it's head to head, then certainly hold off. If, it's, if yeah, if you're playing head to head, don't worry about this week. Uh, yep. For overall, you probably need more than five players. <laughs> prepared to agree with that <laughs> as well. Um, 
Chris Smith playing head-to-head doesn't worry about overall points. His chance to clock stat a sell this week due to potential dollars loss or just put my feet up. That's generally I would say do not trade in in this week for head-to-head players, but it makes a good point. You can actually lose money as well. It sort of depends yeah. what you're trading to. Yeah, so his break-even I think is 49. It's around that anyway. He had a pretty low-scoring game last week. Maybe mm. his worst of the season. Uh, his average is close 42? to 45. Okay, 42. 42 now. So it's certainly achievable, but yeah, for head-to-head, you don't care about the points anyway. So uh, might be a good time to cut. The only issue is you, you have to make sure you have three decent scorers in that winger fullback position uh, next week. Um, so, yeah, I'd be upgrading him maybe. I mean, you could straight swap to... You know, two of us are Sheck, or I mean, yeah. it depends who you don't have. Whether it's te- you know, Teddy and Ponga are both in Origin, so there's no way you buy them this week, r- risking them getting hurt before their next. Yeah, that, that is the risk. You, you trade someone in now, uh, really for round 13. Two of us are Sheck doesn't play either. You know, probably no, no one's going to get injured at training in the next two weeks, but you know, it's a, still a long Unlikely, way. Unlikely, but possible. Yeah. 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 So, pretty much to RTS, I guess. If Tom Tabrovich came back, that would have been a great time to trade but he's not back yet mm. so yeah get get a gun if you can I'm still leaning towards holding the trade I don't think Nickel Clock's that's going to I've got him money. I won't be trading him this week yeah, yeah um, I if, mean, if he loses a bit of cash it's not the end of the world because he'd break even 49 averaging 42 if he gets anything like that he's not going to lose much anyway yep, yep. Um, where are we up to John Maloney when's the best time to strike on RTS and Bateman yeah, so they've both got break-evens in the 70s, I think. Um, RTS had a pretty low score last week. Yeah, it's 15, um, I think. Yeah, and Bateman got early, injured early in the last game that he played. So, yeah, they've probably got a few weeks of price drops. So it's kind of a balancing act, really. If you if money's tight, then wait for... It could be three more weeks, four more weeks. Uh, two of us, check doesn't play this week. Definitely, the yep. Warriors don't. Bateman probably doesn't either. So uh, maybe give him a few more games. On the other hand, if you can afford them um, next week and um, they'll be handy for your head-to-head matchups or whatever, then you can't really. There's never a bad time to get a keeper in. So uh, yeah, I'll be definitely getting Bateman back in. I might be mm-hmm. getting two of Vasilevsky. He's pretty good value right now. Uh, Six fifty grand, average of forty-nine. There's some good numbers. So um, yeah, probably wait another. Two weeks? Yeah, give Roger a week or two and get him in before the round 16. Yep. Um, by Bateman, yeah, just wait and see what happens. See what, what happens. When he's I mean, actually yeah. named again. Another question from Yorgs. Sean Johnson due back in the next round or two. Does that make it time to get rid of Kyle Flanagan? Um, that's what you're doing? That's pretty much what I'm doing. Yeah, it's Flanagan obviously not an urgent sell, still a lowish break even, but he may not play again in the next little bit. So... I think can probably be pretty safely sold. I don't see him playing round 13, 14, 15. Yeah, getting all you're scores. risking really is if Johnson's another week away, you know, another price rise out of Flanagan, which would be handy, but um, you won't be kicking yourself too much if you if you sell him. Exactly. The second part of that question was the same deal for Jake Turpin with McCulloch due back as soon as round 13. Um, There's been a lot of love for Turpin yeah. just as a player. <laughs> With Sergio, I think it was the haircut at first. Sure. He sort of tidied that up, but uh, yeah. I've heard Broncos fans say, "Don't bring McCulloch back." Just yeah. keep playing as is. Which well, I mean, the team's form's got better since McCulloch well, got it. injured, which I don't know how much you can attribute to McCulloch, but it probably, I mean, it's a case to keep him. Hmm. 
Um, Sigiaro possibly facing a, a one-week suspension um, for a, a low-range DUI as well. I'm not sure what the outcome of that one is, but um, I would probably try and, if you are keeping, if, if you do have Turpin, I'd probably keep him for at least one more week to see what happens there um, rather than rushing him out. Uh, Jack writes in, is Mike Acevo a sell? Um, can be sold, but if you're going for overall, I'd keep him this week. Yeah, yes for overall. Sorry, yes for head-to-head, no for overall. Mm. Uh, Adam Kennedy, is Billy Britton worth a look as a cash-out that plays this round and possibly next round? Um, if he plays next round, uh, unless Damien Cook gets injured in origin, it's going to be on the bench as a reserve for very limited minutes, you would think. Yeah, I mean, they might rest Cook. They've got a quick turnaround for uh, their round 13 game. But, yeah, if it's two games, he's not going to make a lot of cash. Then you're just stuck with a non-player in your team. You know, it could be handy for a loophole, but if you, if you run short of reserves, you get really stuck. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be getting a cash out who doesn't play just yet. Yep. Um, almost to the end of it. Isaac writes in: Is Latrell Mitchell a hold? And are there any good buys under 500k? I would be selling Latrell. He's I the just, best player in the world. <laughs> he's the best player in the NRL. <laughs> um, I just don't think you're getting bang for your buck, really. He's a very popular player, as we've mentioned this. In about a third of teams, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, he was great last year. His average this year is still 43, which is good for a centre. It's just not good in when you compare it to mm. Nakora or Bateman, who can both score 50 points every week. So. If you take out that 98 that he scored, the remaining games average is a lot. Yeah. I mean, last week he scored 16, mm. I think. Was it 5-8? In a game, they sort of got pummeled a bit. Yeah, but should the 5-8 thing hurt his scoring that much? I mean, in the centres, he can have quiet games as well. Yeah, I mean, in the centres, he kind of can just focus on his running game, which is where he gets those occasional big scores where he busts a bunch bunch of tackles. But 5-8, he's a bit more worried about sort of structure and kicking and that sort of stuff. Um, Um, Yeah, so... I mean, he's probably looking at a bit. With Luke here, he's four to six now. We think they're going to monitor him for that yeah. um, concussion. So he could actually be at five eight through a bit Latrell, which I don't think is ideal for him score wise. Yeah. So his break evens up in the seventies. Um, yeah. If you were to trade him, you'd want to go straight. Ideally, you know, if he's one of your starting centers, which I presume he is, you want to go straight to Bateman probably. Yeah. So you want Bateman to be playing first. So um, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily do it straight away, but good trade to make at some point. Yep. Uh, Daniel Doughton has a two-part question. The first one on Billy Britton, I think we've covered off previously. The second part, with James Graham's injury, will Blake Laurie get more minutes and thus be a hold for now, or would it be better to sell him this week? Um, a bit injury hit the Dragons. I think if you've yeah. got Laurie, there's probably no rush to get rid of him. Yeah, certainly. Um, I was, was one who had him and did get rid of him a little while ago. Uh, again... Just trying to chase that break even it's tricky. Yeah, no, no urgent thing to sell him at this point. Um, and they've got a bit of, you know, origin stuff as well with Vaughan there. So who knows if his minutes drop a little bit in post-origin weeks. Um, break even's in the 40s for Laurie. So yeah, no urgent sell there. Yeah, certainly a hold for now. Uh, last question. Dark Knight writes in. Um, by rounds off. Had to rush in Latrell Mitchell for John Bateman when he got injured. Is Latrell Mitchell back to Bateman when he returns to sideways, or should I find another way to get Bateman back? Yeah, we've just called that out. Pretty happy with that. Yeah, Latrell I mean, back to Bateman. Price-wise, it might even be best for you to not do that. Um, yet, if you're playing head to head, Bateman comes back, gets a low score, his price mm. drops. You sell him next week. You know, 
yeah, a bit closer price-wise, but yeah, it looks an upgrade. In that situation, you're probably hoping Bateman is a late inclusion on the bench this week and drops a bunch more cash exactly. and you can do it the week after. All right, that's uh, the end of the podcast, the end of the questions. Obviously, plenty more good fantasy stuff to come on NRL.com. We've got the weekend preview video on Wednesday, Lone Scout Q&A Thursday morning, the Lake Mail crew with their uh, podcast on Thursday afternoon. Um, obviously all the late mail breaking news as it comes to hand I think Jamie Sow podcast on Wednesday Friday Friday, Friday. Steve Renoff on yep. Wednesday um, I'm sure there'll be some origin stuff on that um, and plenty more good origin stuff as well on the website through the weekend so thanks again for joining us and we'll be back this time next week